I'm putting the ghetto on top of my back and I live in the back of the jungle Lions, tigers, bears, oh my Hear the siren, walk up, drive by Shooters, looters, federal fed intruders Engines on back of scooters, the real can recognize real And we need to know just who you are You are in the presence of many presents Kendrick the gift for the future, yeah I said it Thug life, good kid, mad city, mad respect Representing the hub right Hey guys, this is Charles. We're, this is the first episode of uh, Short Sets, where we're going to be doing, you know, short prospect interviews with uh, guys, you know, big name guys. Uh, maybe guys you haven't heard before. Usually Justice is going to be with me, but I don't know what, what he's doing right now. He's, he's slacking like usual. So today I have, uh, I, can you say your name? Because I, I don't want to butcher it. Efadi Odenibo. Afadi Odenibo? Yep. Okay. Uh, Afadi is a defensive end from Northwestern University. And we were just talking before that you were a four-star recruit. So how did you end up at Northwestern? Yeah. So um, the thing with me is I started playing football late as a sophomore in high school. And um, I, I'm, I'm Nigerian descendant. So I'm first gen. My parents were born and raised in Nigeria, and they immigrated over here. So, um, so one thing about Nigerians, if people are familiar with Nigerians, it's, it's all about academics. Yeah, academics, academics. academics. <laughs> so my whole life. So, uh, so my whole life, my parents were like, "Oh, you are going to go to Harvard. You are going to go to Stanford. You are going to make the family name proud." <laughs> so, so like, so, uh, so when I was getting recruited, and I saw all these. Like when I got offered from like Stanford, Notre, uh, Notre Dame, Northwestern, I'm like, my parents like like my parents like, oh god, this is your opportunity, this is opportunity. So, so uh, my parents had a big say in it. Uh, they disposed me quite a bit, so uh, that's part of the reason why I went to Northwestern. Just I, I like the football program; I feel like at home, and just it's a prestigious school. So, how how did they initially feel about you when you wanted to play football? Like, was that an area of conflict when you decided that you wanted to play? Yeah, yeah, it was a big area of conflict. Because <laughs> the thing, the weird thing with Nigerian culture is like, my dad told me like, oh, in Nigeria, huh? if I did, uh, the people that play sports, they are seen as like kind of dumb or just like, it's kind of like looked down upon. So uh, so when I saw my dad, I was like, dad, hey, uh, dad, I should play football. But my dad's like, what? I am, a, I am an engineer. Your mom is a doctor. We can pay for school. You need to focus on your academics. Like, dad, dad, I think I could use football as an instrument to get into these good schools. But that's like, yeah, uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this later. So, like, me being the middle child that I am, um, I'm pretty persistent. I'm pretty annoying. So, um, I made a I made a deal with my parents saying, all right, freshman year, if I have a 3.5 GPA or higher, or if I make honor roll, will I be able to play football? My parents were like, all right, all right, we'll we'll do it, we'll do it. So. I was fortunate enough to have a 3.5, and and that's when I started playing football sophomore year. That's awesome. So, what kind of drew you to playing a defensive end? Is that just where they put you at first, or? Yeah, yeah, just 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 stereotypes, man. So, <laughs> I go out for football. <laughs> so I go out for the football team. People are like, ah, oh, Fadi, Odevo, you're a Nigerian, right? The Nigerian nightmare. Oh my god! You are going to play defensive end. You are Nigerian. I was like, all right, all right, sure, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, yeah that that, that, that and, little uh, stereotype. And, I, I and that would be a good a good choice. Yeah. Uh, so 
we usually we had uh, one of my friends, uh, Hardy Nickerson Jr. on a couple weeks ago, and we. Just oh, kinda, I know Hardy. I know Hardy. Yeah, I know him. You know Hardy? Yeah, I uh, I grew up with him in Charlotte. All Star Game, high school. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, so, like, who was the who would you say was like the best offensive lineman that you faced in the Big Ten? Oh, oh, that's easy, man. Uh, Wisconsin left tackle. I think it's like his first name is Ryan. Oh, instead of last name, Ryan Ramsiski, something like that. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's a good dude. That's a good dude right there. Yeah, I mean, he. I haven't. I haven't like gone in depth and watching him yet, but. He he looks like he's an absolute monster. Cause I was watching him uh, like Malik Malik, uh, Malik McDowell versus Wisconsin. And yeah, he he shut him down. Like what? what about- yeah, man. Like uh, and Go like ahead. and like his story's his story's kind of weird because like the scouting report on him was like that like he was playing D three football and he like he was he went to school to become a welder. So like then all of a sudden like people were like oh you're pretty good at football then he just he walked on to Wisconsin and just became the man there yeah he, he's he's pretty good what about skill guys you ever get juked up any of those big 10 guys like ohio state guys uh <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm trying to think of a of a skill guy who, who's got me I, I i can't think of anyone right now you were that but, nice uh, i'm trying to, uh <laughs> never got caught uh, i haven't got caught i haven't maybe one time one time purdue that that purdue quarterback's kind of shifty I think he got me a little bit one time. Yeah. But, but uh, that my teammate, Anthony Walker, who's, who's going for the draft too, yeah. he gives me a hard time about that. It happens to the best of us. So Exactly. Uh, I know Pat Fitzgerald is you know, really highly thought of in, in the media and uh, in coaching. So what was it like playing underneath him? Hey, it's, it's great. He's, just like, he's a high-energy guy. Like, like, especially like for us, we had morning practices. And at times, guys come in lethargic and kind of just kind of like look like they just woke up. Like Coach Fitz, man, you, you would have thought that he had like ten coffee, like ten cups of coffee, because <laughs> that man, that man is high energy all day, every day, twenty four seven. Yeah. What were your like? What are your some of uh? You have any like fond memories of Coach Fitz? Uh, excuse me, I can't speak today. Coach Fitzgerald. Yeah. So, so I got a couple of fond memories of him. So like. Um, so, so, so every time, um, so, so like, uh, I think Michigan State, like, I was in my routine and he was telling me to get off the field. And I got it, got it, I got into a heat exchange, exchange with him. And he was like yelling at me, yelling at me. And I was like, like I, I kind of yelled back at him, like, kind of in good spirit. So then I say, hey, I'm going to make a play during Michigan State and I'm going to go and yell at you. Oh, my so, God. Uh, so, so, so I, I got a forced fumble <laughs> uh, on Michigan, a sack forced fumble. The first thing I did was celebrate. The run up to Coach Fitz and started just yelling at him, and he was like, "I love that! I love that!" He's a pretty juicy guy, man. Yeah, that's what it seems like. What, what were some of your favorite plays to run at uh, at Northwestern? Uh, what would you say favorite plays? Yeah, like your favorite blitz packages, stunts like that. My favorite blitz package, I would say. Okay, so we had a so we had a play where. Um, well, it's kind of a so like so. Are you are you familiar with like when the linebackers do like a middle cross? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, kind of like when, when they cross the the center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what we did instead, uh, we had a blitz where we had the Mike and the defensive end cross. So so the DNs replacing the uh, the will. So uh, so so the so the Mike is blitzing and he crosses the face of the center 
and the end wraps around. Mm-hmm. And um, and that play was golden, man. Because teams, teams like I remember when we ran against Wisconsin like two years ago, teams had never seen that before. And like we were getting to the quarterback, and Wisconsin had no idea what what, what was going on. So so it's like that's like a a gap exchange between the middle linebacker and the defensive end. Yeah, exactly. Because because like so the DN has to. The DN has to be pretty fast because he has to cover a lot of ground. Yeah. So like, so the DN has to take one step up to get the tackle to make it like your pass rush, and then you have to just pretty much loop all the way back around. Um, yeah, run away all the way back around. It, you have to be patient while it develops, but then when the setter comes and blocks the mic, there's a there's a little scene. And that's where the end can go and trigger and hit the quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's like a that's like a twist game on steroids almost. <laughs> Hey, exactly. <laughs> Damn, I was just thinking about that because uh, I, I did some coaching last year. Uh, that's a that's a far way to run. So yeah. All right, so l- let's do a, let's put a little prop out there. Over under. What's your forty next week at the combine? Hey man. <laughs> so um, so so thing. Uh, so, so we've been training for my forty at TC Booth, and one thing about the forties is they have not they they refuse to uh, time us. So, so I don't even what? know my baseline. Yeah, so because because what happens? Because uh, Tommy Christian, his philosophy, he's been doing it for 18 years. And what happens is when guys uh, when they run their 40, like when they, you tell them a ton, they become very like analytical and they just become like, well, like, like they don't trust the training itself, trust the process because they start freaking out. So uh, so we've had a couple guys like Dean Dean and um, Dan Vitali who had the combine last year. The first time that of them running their forties, they actually ran pretty well. So for him, he's always telling us, "Trust the process, trust the process." But um, my goal, my goal for the combine is to run run sub four seven. Word, that'd be crazy. I mean, cause, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just it's... yeah, yeah. So so if I could run, if I could run a four six at like two fifty eight, two fifty seven, I like I like my standings. Do you root for any teams growing up that you want to play for in the NFL? Uh yeah. Uh, good question. So um, I got into football late, probably around seventh, eighth grade, and I grew up a uh, San Diego Chargers fan. But now the San Diego Chargers fan, San Diego doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, they're in so, LA now. So, so but uh, besides San Diego, I was a Cincinnati Bengals fan because of uh, I'm from Dayton, Ohio. So that's about uh, 45 minutes away from Cincinnati. Yeah, they kind of fell off the map last season. Yeah, they did. They did. But I grew up watching a Carson Palmer quite a bit. Yeah, I'm a Falcons fan, so. I'm, I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that, man. I'm still, I'm still pretty hurt. I'm still <laughs> pretty hurt. All right, uh, oh, I've been hurt for years. Yeah. All right. Two last, one, uh, two more questions before we wrap this up. If you, could, if you weren't playing basketball, oh wow, excuse me. If you weren't playing football, what sport would you be playing? Uh, probably a track. I was a big track guy, man. Um, so. I got into football was it was really because of track, because I've been running track since second grade. I was a big uh, one ten hurdles, three hundred hurdles, four hundred. I, I I essentially did every event, and um, my goal if it wasn't for football, I would have tried to become a decathlete somewhere in college. Jeez. So uh, so like for me uh, so like for me when people saw me running the four hundred meters and the one ten hurdles, they're like and they're like this is a big guy running. This guy needs to come out for football. Oh yeah, that's how, how they. That's how they, That's how they always get them. Yeah, exactly, man. When, when I seen those compression shorts, like, man, that looks like a football player. That, we that want him like, on our team. He's got that bubble butt. I was like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I remember we were uh, 
when I was coaching last year and I was coaching some high school ball, we were outside, like he, my coach called me up. He's like, Hey Charles, what are you doing? I was like, Oh, I'm just, uh, just hanging out right now. He's like, Hey, come watch track practice with me. It's like track practice. Like for what? He's like, we're going to scout out the team to find some new players. Like, Oh man, it, it, it's weird. Like watching, like how, how they just like, how a guy just like picks a track kid and it's like, all right, this kid's going to be a football player. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Like for me, just the fact that people are like, oh, because like, I, I, I had a big frame and track. I was probably about 205 pounds, 200 pounds. They were like, oh, man, like the body has such a tremendous frame. You're just broad shoulders and your thighs. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, come on. Like, are, are you talking to me like a girl. Like, exactly. like this is weird. This yeah. is weird, man. So. And uh, all right, last question before we let you off, or before I let you off, because Justice flaked like usual. Uh, what do you listen to before game day, like to get you hype? Uh big, a uh, big Kanye and Travis Scott. Travis Scott, what do you think like, of his last album? Oh man, I think that's, I think that album's fire. I, I, I can listen to that album on repeat. I like Rodeo better. I thought that was better. Uh, really, really, man. I, I love uh, I love Coordinate on the, on the, on the new album. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think anything's better than like pick up the phone because uh, I mean, Thugger, yeah. Thugger just killed that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you on that. But uh, yeah, just uh, it, it's a it's a good steady album that you can listen to the whole time. I feel like. Well, did you guys have like a pump up song in the locker room that you that you uh, all got hyped to? Uh, uh so so we have a couple guys. So Warren Long. Warren Long and Xavier Washington, they're guys on our team that uh, that actually make music. So so at times we'll play their songs they make and and that that gets us going because everyone knows the songs uh, word for word. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah. So just kind of get hype with your teammates like that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Just getting juiced up. All right. Well, thanks for joining me. Uh, good luck at the combine next week. You have anything you want? Any parting shots before you get off? Hey, thanks for having me, and um, and uh, we really need the luck. Just, just trying to run my way into the draft. All right, good luck, and uh, I'll be right back with Western Kentucky receiver Taewon Taylor. Right now I'm smoking with deals, but girl, I'm thinking about you. Then the smoke some more, problem too. And when we done smoking, I'm trying to get to you, baby, baby, baby. And now I'm joined by Western Kentucky receiver Taewon Taylor. Say what's up to the people, Taewon. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, world? <laughs> How you doing today? I'm doing good, uh, kicking back, enjoying the Florida weather a little bit. Uh, just got done finishing up training. Had a nice little training day today, so kind of relaxing, getting off my feet a little bit. That's good to hear, good to hear. How you, how's, everything, uh, how's everything gone since, like, the Senior Bowl? Because uh, I was there, you know, just kind of watching from a media standpoint. But, you know, what was that like? And, you know, have you kept in contact with any of those guys that you met there? Uh yeah, I mean, uh, experience is great, man. I got to uh, I got to meet a lot of good people. Uh, they uh, treated me like family as soon as I got there. Um, our people was good, like I said, everything. The food was great. Uh, this environment was beautiful. 
And uh, yeah, I got to talk to a lot of uh, scouts and coach. Uh, uh, got to talk to a lot of scouts, personnel directors. I got to talk to some receivers, coaches. So um, I'm not. Uh, I haven't been really keeping in contact because they uh, they know that I've been training my uh, training process. But my agent, he's been in contact with uh, with a few uh, point with a few of them. So so hopefully, hopefully uh, he's been hearing some good stuff. Uh, what about players? Because I know that. Uh... Jaleel Johnson and Larry Ogunjobi, they went like jet skiing like the two days after the Senior Bowl. Have you kept in contact with any of the guys that you played with uh, at the Senior Bowl? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We we uh, we actually in a group message together, South Squad receivers. So, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, yeah, we kind of chatted up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, we all grinding, so we ain't, uh, we ain't been able to talk too much. But uh, hopefully we get to uh, uh, chop it up. I mean, chop it up at Andy, so. We all gonna be down there together. So then, after that, you know what I'm saying. We all gonna, you know what I'm saying. We all gonna try to link up and stuff like that. But yeah, most definitely uh, try to keep in contact with my boys on the South Squad. Absolutely. What? What? If you could pick like any team to uh, play for, what would it be? Ah, uh, you making me pick? Yeah, you got <laughs> you got to pick one team. Ah, uh, well. I play for I play for any team, but if I had to pick my favorite team growing up, my favorite team growing up was the Steelers. But so I would have to pick. But I like I said, I play for anybody. It'd be a blessing to get the opportunity to go anywhere. Yeah. So are you, are you originally from Kentucky? Is that why you ended up in Western Kentucky? Yeah, yeah. I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Um, when I actually. Actually, coming out of high school, I was a zero-star recruit. So, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have too many offers coming out of high school. My first offer was uh, Tennessee Martin uh, D2 FCS school. And um, I had told my mom because I, I didn't really know too much about the whole D1 thing. So I told her, yep, mom, looks like I'm going to be going to Tennessee Martin. And luckily, uh, fortunately for me, I was able to stay healthy and continue uh, having success on the field. So, um, Western Kentucky offer that came up to the end, at the latter part of the season, as well as Colorado State, and um, that was mainly it. That was mainly my uh, biggest three offers, the ones that showed the most interest. And when Western Kentucky called Coach Bomb, Coach Petrino, I fell in love from day one, and I knew I wanted to call call Western home. It's nice. Uh, so. Take me into like the huddle uh, for Western Kentucky. What was one of your favorite plays that that you like to call, or that uh, yeah. that the the offensive coordinator like to call like your money plays? So what would be one of those? Uh yeah, bread and butter plays most definitely would be triple right, sixty two dancer. Uh, and it sounds it even sounds like a big play. I mean, dancing. We got we got signals. We got signals for all our calls. But yeah, that was my that was our bread and butter play. Coach knew every time we could call that, he was gonna get a touchdown, a touchdown out of me. And you know what I'm saying? I was fired up. You can see it in my eyes. But basically, three receiver, uh, three receiver set with a tight end, three receiver, two receivers to the right with a tight end to the right, backside receiver on the left, and basically you got got me running the out and up. And I feel like it defeats it's that play defeats any any coverage. You know what I'm saying? Any, any matchup, but we definitely looking for the matchup on the outside with the dancer, a ten yard out, and breaking it off, breaking him off, breaking the corner off on the up, and we speeding out with no breaking down on it because you got to keep the speed, and that's, that's a big play, most definitely right there. 
Yeah, all my like all my friends who play receiver in like high school and college, they love running that out and up because they they they're all confident as hell that they can just beat that cornerback up the field every single yeah. time. Yeah, he's gonna bite most of the time, and yeah, we love double moves in our offense. So that's what I said. That's yeah, that's one of our money bread and butter plays right there, especially double move plays. Yeah. Do you ever think that you could play quarterback while you were at West Kentucky? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm trying to. I don't know why. I always just talk to the coach every week. Is we got some wildcat in the game plan. I was always <laughs> looking for some wildcat, but I, I most definitely, yeah, got. I def, most definitely got confidence in my ability to play any position. I, but yeah, I think I could throw the ball around a little bit. I told coach whatever you need me to do, I'm gonna do it. And he, and you know, I start joking around with him and stuff. But yeah, he, he, he wanted to try me out, but I caught it back was great, so it wasn't no need for that. Yeah. Who who do you think has a better arm? You or Brandon Doty from last year? Hey, I got the better arm than my guy. You got to throw with me. Nah, but yeah, I love Brandon. That's my guy. He's he's yeah. He's one. He he's one one of the best quarterbacks I ever played with. I mean, his IQ is through the roof. I mean, it's nothing like Brandon. You know what I'm saying? Getting everybody right and getting the whole team. You know what I'm saying? Chemistry, like just get y'all everybody clicking on the same page putting people where they need to go. Like if somebody didn't know what to do, if we were unsure of something, we could go to Brandon. He's he's basically like the coach out there. He was just, he was the heart and soul of the offense. And yeah, we most definitely missed him. But but I but we stepped up this year and we was able to respond without him. So when you guys went into that trips ride package, was that your favorite formation to line up in too because you knew the, the sixty two danger was coming or were there other formations that you liked uh to play on? Well, um, that was actually triple right. That was triple right. So I would be on the outside. But our trips package, I would be on the inside in the slot. So we had multiple formations and packages. But yeah, that, that was that was probably one of my one of my I would favor that formation, the triple right, because I I have Nick Norris, our other receiver on the fifteen. He's amazing. He's got blazing speed. So we'll we'll put the defense in a dilemma of having both of us on the same side. And um and I love solo packages too as well. So when it's just two receivers uh on each side or one receiver on the right, one receiver on the left, so mm-hmm. you can get that one on one solo matchups because those are we can win big in those in those formations as well. But like I said, we have plenty of formations that I can go back. I mean, I can't I can I can't count on my fingers. I mean, formations I loved in our offense. That's just the beauty of our offense, right there. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, I got my hands on some of the all twenty-two from twenty fifteen. You guys do. You guys did a lot in that offense. It was really, yeah, really multiple. Yeah. And I, I mean, a lot of. I feel like you you hear a lot of coach speak where they're just like, "Oh, we won't be multiple. We won't be fast." But you guys really did. You know, you guys had the whole gamut of of formation that you that that, uh, that you guys use at Western Kentucky. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot, especially that year. Like, and we had so many weapons that year too with our tight end. Uh, Tyler Higby was down in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, we had we had our uh, receiver Dangerfield who was, who was in the was in the NFL and Antoine Grant as well. So we had a lot of weapons. So coach he just tried to account for uh, you know what I'm saying all, all the weapons we had. So he he wanted to put in as many packages as as he could. We had sometimes we were called bombers. Bombers is a five receiver set on running back, and, uh, and we we try to use that. We use that a lot. We use that a lot LSU game because he wanted to throw the ball around, but it was kind of wet, so kind of you know what I'm saying it's kind of a little challenge for us. But 
Um, then we had some packages where we go NASCAR, and then we'll have Higby. We'll have Higby in there because we wanted we wanted that matchup, that mismatch with the linebackers because Higby was a mismatch for everybody in the conference that year. So Coach wanted to make sure he had some packages specifically for Higby as well with us out there. I mean, just having all those weapons, I mean, Brandon, he's just just picking apart. He's just trying to, you know what I'm saying, dissect the defense any way he could because we had weapons, like I said, and, I mean, he could just get either one of us to buy and we'll make a play for him. Nice. So who who would you say was the toughest competition you went up against, either at Western Kentucky or the Senior Bowl or, you know, a bowl game, something like that? Well, uh, matchup or defense? Yeah, like matchup-wise, like the, the toughest cornerback you went across. Uh, uh, toughest cornerback, yeah, uh, I have to say Marlon Humphreys from Alabama this year. Marlon was, Marlon was, yeah, Marlon was great. He had, he was smart, had good IQ, good technique, and it helped that he's he's a world class athlete. So he, he, I, I, they was telling me that he ran track. I didn't even know he ran track. And you know what I'm saying? He was, he was patient. So he was patient with his technique and stuff. He didn't try to do one thing over overdo one thing. He didn't try to, you know what I'm saying, do too much. And he didn't try to do another thing. Uh, he just stayed the same. And he, you know what I'm saying, kept his position and stuff like that. And we just competed that game. But Marlon, yeah, he's most definitely the toughest matchup. Now, I, I heard that uh, sometimes the guys in the Alabama secondary, they tell the receivers they're facing against if they're running the right route or not. Like, it, did that ever happen to you when you guys played Alabama? Like, were they talking – mess to you about oh you should have you should have optioned that route that way or something like that uh uh no he didn't really no i didn't really hear that that much that game marlon they they came up they came up to me after the game and was telling me man how i mean how i mean you know what i'm saying how how good i was and stuff like that and they was telling me they respect my game and stuff and i told them the same because they made told, told them they made me better just that one game going against all them guys because that's the best of the best right there that's the cream of the crop so but they, yeah, they didn't really do too much talking that game. They was just trying to compete because they knew that I was in their focus, and I knew Marlon was focused too. So I know, I knew we was gonna give me his best, and you know I was gonna give him my best. So we just tried going there and compete with each other. But we kept a cordial out there, and you know we just played football. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. I I, uh, I just had uh, a Fetty. Um, I'm gonna butcher his last name, so I'm not even uh, gonna attempt it. From Northwestern on before you. And uh, I asked him to put a wager on his 40 time. So if you had to guess, over or under, what are you going to run in Indianapolis? Uh, well, I think, I think it's one that we'll have to wait and see. You can't even give me a number? You can't even guess? I can give you, I can give you a 4-4 four four right now. 4-4? Four 4-4 four? Four four flat? Yep. Yeah, like, yeah, we got to wait and see. I All mean, right. I said, yeah, that's that's one of those that's one of those things where I don't want to say it. Then, you know, what I'm saying I don't. And then I heard some stuff about the the, the little the times being tricky and at the combine. Yeah. So, yeah. but but yeah, I just want to go out there. Yeah, and then you know what I'm saying run like I know how I can run. Most definitely, yeah, most definitely, and most definitely, you know, what I'm saying get those get that forty that I'm that I'm expecting me myself to run. But I, but I just won't go out there focused up. Don't want to think about it too much. Just go out there and do it. All right. Uh, last yeah, I'm looking to run fast, though. Most definitely fast. <laughs> so, yeah. Not slow. Not slow. Uh, yeah, not slow. 
The uh, last question I have that I'm trying to, I'm going to end every interview with, what do you listen to on game day to, to get you hyped up? What I listen to on game day to get me hyped? Uh, most definitely Meek Mill. I listen to... Um, I listen to a lot of music. I listen to Nipsey Hussle. I listen to Rick Ross. I, love I listen Rick Ross. to yeah. I listen to uh, gotta have some Wayne on there. I listen to Wayne Jay Z. I mean, I got so much music I listen to. I got so many artists. Uh, Future, most definitely Future's on there. You listen to this last album that he just put out last week? I ain't got to listen to it all the way through. I haven't heard it. I, I heard I heard people talk about it, but have you listened to it? Yeah, it's okay. Like it, it grew on me the more I listened to it, but it's not like it's not like Fifty Six Nights or Beast Mode. It's not that good. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, so I was. That's how I was one. I was trying to see like, okay, is he, is he actually just like dropping, like everything he dropping is it, like just getting better and better? Because I was trying to figure if it was if it was popping some of them, like his DS Two when he dropped all those oh, albums back that was to back. Fire. Yeah, so I said, I was like, but yeah, I most definitely got feature on my playlist. Then, yeah, got uh, some French on us. Uh, I've got a lot of artists I listen to. I try to listen to variety of music, get, 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 change up the energy flow, because I'm just in the zone on game day. It's, ain't no feeling like game day, so I just try to get get a, get a feel from everybody. Nice. What, what was your favorite song off that last Meek album? Uh, I'll Dream Chasers of uh, DC4. Yeah. DC4, my favorite songs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite song. Mine was uh, uh, Offended with I'm a, with uh, what, Thug what, what, and 21. Offended? Uh, yeah, Offended was nice. I'm going to have to go with Liddy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Guy, the guy who I usually do this uh, inter- the guy who I usually do this with, Justice Mosqueda, he's not here today, being a mark like usual. Uh, his favorite song yeah. is Liddy, too. Yeah, it's my favorite song, most definitely. I got a Liddy's coming on the playlist. Absolutely. That's the first Meek song coming on the playlist. <laughs> Game day, because I'm trying to get Liddy out there. <laughs> light it up. For real. All right, before I let you go, you have any parting shots for the people? Well, um, uh, once again, I want to shout out to the world, shout out to uh, Hilltop Nation, and um, be looking forward. Want everybody to be tuned in next week in the NFL Combine, 2017 NFL Combine. So be on the lookout, looking to put on the show. All right, and that's going to conclude the first episode of Short set, Short Sets. Excuse my language there. Hopefully, Justice will be back with me next week as we find more prospects to interview. Have a good day, Taiwan. Yes, sir. Uh, you too. Appreciate it. No problem.